Hey everybody, my name is Alex, and you're listening to Lunchbox Radio. I have a drink because I gotta. We, we're gonna we're gonna do some stuff today. But before that, I have a little bit of a shameless self promo, and that is because I have been drawing for better part of two decades now. I've been just mindlessly doodling anime characters into an iPad for a long ass time. And the reason why I'm telling you this now is because the way I draw basically lends them to not being able to be full illustrations, but they're still detailed, beautiful character portraits. I I mean I do I've done hundreds of these things. Basically once a day since I was ten. Um and I'm 31 now, so that gives you an idea of the range of time I've been doing this. And they're quite gorgeous. And I have decided, or taken it upon myself, to sign myself, sign my ass up for a Redbubble account and start turning them into stickers. I think I have 12 of them up right now, Some, one of which I actually did specifically as a sticker. And they're all super cheap. I think it's like two fifty for one nice little sticker. And they're die cut and they're gorgeous. And if you're interested, I will include a link in the description of this episode. So you can go check them out and get your hands on them if you are so inclined. I'm fairly proud of them. But I just thought I'd put that out into the world. Also, thank you to everybody who's been listening to the Cultural Awareness episode of the podcast the sunday edition i had a lot of fun thinking about and doing that episode and thank you to everybody who also did the epoxy who also listened to the epoxy juden chan that's a weird little show that if you know about it you know about it if you don't you probably don't and have no reason to go look it up but that being said we're gonna talk about something that's not quite along the same track this episode, and part of the reason why I have a drink is because I'm going to have to talk about War of the Street Kingdom shit. We were going to get here eventually, like, it's unavoidable, question mark, um, but we will be talking about the, a little, a little show called Ikitosin.
Now, Ikitosin is this big, weird thing where, um, so basically, I'm going to give a story outline, and then we're going to talk about some technical streaming bullshit, and then we'll get into the show itself. Essentially, what Ikitosin is, or the core concept is in the manga and the anime, uh, is, it is, the War of the Three Kingdoms never ended, and it continued into modern times and every single character m most of the characters you meet in this girl in the story why they are high schoolers are actual are actually reincarnations of different generals from the war of, from the ancient chinese mystical war of three three kingdoms era and so they all, they're all walking around with full knowledge that they are these reincarnated people and they continue to fight against each other. And first I want to bring up a problem with this premise and why I think the show kind of fades into the distance a lot instead of staying front of mind like some of the, I'm going to call them titty action shows. And that is, these characters feel like they're fighting against their own best self-interest, and it feels like they don't quite know why they're fighting, and it, it just, it, the premise makes it hard to, like, emphasize for the characters fighting each other. But, before we get into the, like, my thoughts on the show, my thoughts on the property, I want to talk about a snafu that happens with that happened with this show. I don't know if it's still happening, but I know last time I attempted to watch the full thing, this is what happened to me. So Iki Tosin is divided up into a bunch of different theories. Um, there is a full you can find a full list on Wikipedia, but there's Iki Tosin, just vanilla normal Iki Tosin, and then there's Great Guardian. There's you know. Thorn of Death, there's all these different, like, colon, additional titles to all the different things, and they all, but they all weave together into one continuous story, and it's like 12 seasons of this thing or something, and because Ikitosin was created before the era of streaming, it was, it's like a weird semblance of a thing that was, I'm actually pulling up the period of time. So it, the original run of Ikitosin was in, was from 2000 to 2015. 
and it went from April 2015 to uh, from April 2000 year 2000 to April to August 2015. So it had about it had a 15 year run. Um, actually, scratch that the anime, the television series that was the manga series. What was July? Started in July 2003, and ended in 2007, in May of 2007. And the reason why I'm fo nope, not did more TV. <laughs> you can see how frustrating this is. Okay, we were up to 2008. I'm not trusting it. 2010. Um, 11, 14, so it actually, the last series was actually, so it went from 2003 to 2019, so it had an equally long anime runtime, and there's shows like Dragon Destiny, the most recent one was Western Wolves, Extravaganza Epoch, you know, Kapu Roku, there's, ton, there's tons of seasons of this thing, and there's tons of content for this thing. It's It has the same quality as something like Queen's Blade. However, Queen's Blade, the advantage Queen Blade, Queen's Blade had is it's such an infamous property that people went after it to stream it. So... You know, Crunchyroll is like, yes, we will stream Queen's Blade, and we will go, and we're gonna make the pledge to go after all the seasons. But the thing that happened with um, Ikitosin is because it started in 2003, before there was really much solid anime streaming. While and why I think, um, yeah, definitely, Crunchyroll was still in its infancy and was still not legal. Um, not a legal streaming platform. I, Ikitosin ended up being chopped up constantly and being, and it became the like victim of the streaming of licensing issues. So you'd have one season, and I this might still be the case. I'm not super sure on this. Last I looked, you had one season on, like, Crunchyroll. You had another season and a half on um, Funimation. You had a season that was just released by, the, by Funimation, like, we're just going to put this on YouTube. And it was all over the place because it was a free-for-all and it wasn't sold as a property and that, that concept wasn't embedded in people yet. And because it is this, like, fundamentally this, what I'm calling, what I'm going to call titty action show, and I'll get to why in a minute, it, it didn't feel like it warranted all being kept together, because the thing you're watching, largely the thing you're watching Ikitosin for, is not the content of the show. It is like, it is this, it's the same thing you watch Queen's Blade for, 
and I don't quite know what that is myself, even though I sat through a lot of Queen's Blade. It, this show is very horny, but, like, in an indirect way, it doesn't veer into hentai territory, but nobody ever keeps their clothes on. And it doesn't have that same kind of general horniness that, like, seeps into things like Real Bout High School. Real Bout High School has some horny moments, absolutely. But Ikitosin is the original, the clothes explode when anything touches them show. So if you ever wondered where something like um, that Samurai Girls game... I have it somewhere, um, come from where their clothes, like, explode off of them, that is, like, Ikitosin's contribution to the world of anime, basically. And it has... But the other thing it did, and it actually does kind of well in moments, kind of shittily in other moments, is it has these, this massive cast of characters because it deals with the entirety of Japan and all of these different schools and all of these different characters from all these different schools because at, you're un, you, you basically are meant to understand that if a student ends up at one of these like handful of schools in Japan, they are most likely to be a reincarnation of not just the famous generals, but, like, Lee from the tea shop kind of thing. Like, which is a weird, like, avatar thing that's stuck in my brain. Thank you, TikTok. But it's um, understood that those students are, reincarnate, are reincarnated from a past life, even if, it, even if it's a life that isn't noteworthy. They're, they are reincarnations of somebody else's life. And so you have these whole schools of these people who are like of these teenagers who are being told to fight for something, what they don't know. But then um, Nat, I think the school that gets Sonsaku is Nanyo. But Nanyo High School, I'm getting back to the character sheet because I need its help. There, I'm, not, I'm not being stupid here. There are a lot of characters and a lot of, like, linking of characters in this. Yet, Nanyo Academies um, gets a new transfer student, and this, this thing starts with a transfer student. Of course it does. And that transfer student is this girl, is a teenage girl named Sonsaku Hakfu. And she is the, and she is kind of an idiot, but she's also super strong. And she is, and just to give you an idea, I'm, I'm staring at the Wikipedia page right now. She, to others, she's known as the busty fighter. And it's just, just, just like, if, if you're not into, like, a show, if you're not, if you can't handle shows like Queen's Blade or, like, um, 
that show from a couple from a couple years ago called Upot. If Upot, if I mention Upot and you're like, oh god, no, just don't even bother with Ikitosin. Ikitosin is like what the grand the grandpappy of titty fighting shows and titty action shows in anime, and it. <laughs> It, so, they have, and she's supposed to be the reincarnation of Shohao, the Little Conqueror, um, but she, she's the kind of wild card in this show, but the show also still wants to be like she's following this certain path, and she encountered this guy named because there's always a guy this this guy named Koken and Koken is the and I'm not going to get all the three kingdoms named right because that's not where my brain has ever been but she um encountered him He's the reincarnation of the strategist, basically. And he, basically, he he becomes the thing she attaches to in this show. Because it's always a guy that the like main girl attaches to somehow. And so you have Koken as the audience stand-in of like, I'm not getting involved in this fight. But he is the like vantage point from which you see a lot of Sansaku's fights, basically. And from there, it's this pretty, like, overhyped... Exactly what I've been saying up till now, titty action show, where you have some decent animation, but for the most part, it's in service of, like... Who cares? Does that make any sense? And... The reason why this um, Senran Kagura, by the name, is the, by the way, is the name of the it just popped in my head. Senran Kagura is the name of the ninja of the Ninja Girl show and video game franchise in which their clothes what explode off their bodies. And if you've ever been like, how the fuck does Senran does Senran Kagura happen? Then trust me, trust me. Not even a whole season, not even a whole episode. Just go look up a fight scene from Ikitosin and just, like, watch those clothes just, like, burst off of the characters. And, so, in shows like, uh, what's it called? In shows like the, um, even in the new show... In this new show this season that has not great animation, and if I notice it, if I'm like, then usually it's pretty bad, um, because as an animator, I am more willing to tolerate. Like, I probably have more of a suspension of disbelief and can tolerate like clearly stilted bullshit animation. But um, that show, um, Grill. It- Peter Grill, the Peter Grill show, even that show, which is largely about band service, is like, but here's a second for the ladies when P. 
Lupita Grill comes out in a towel and he's just all abulous and ripped. And that's, that's a form of fan service to female fans. Even though it's a male-dominated show. It, it, it's showing a little something for the ladies. Another show that does that really well is, yes, Kill a Kill is... If, first off, if somebody recommends you Kill a Kill because there's some titties in that show, they have missed the point. But if somebody's like, recommends Kill a Kill for the story, or the thoughts about clothing, or any of that shit, then they're giving it to you for the right reason. But also, the thing with Kill a Kill is they have this like very equal opportunity fan service lens they apply to anyone and everyone in that show. They're like, you can see him naked, you can see her naked, you can see him naked, you can see her naked, you can see him naked. Why would you want to see him naked? We don't know. It's a fetish show. Let's go. And so there's a point in that show by like, I think like episode six or four or six, where it's just ass o'clock for one of the male characters. And you watching that show this entire time is like, oh, so they do know they haven't shown any dudes naked yet. Cool. Now they have, I guess. Welcome to Kill a Kill. Enjoy your stay. But in shows like Igitosin, the problem, the problem with the with like titty action shows, like in the vein of Igitosin, is that they don't. They don't do the thing that is necessary to make you not feel creepy. And what I mean by that is, even in something like, um, I just had it, the Ninja Girl show, um, they eliminate the guys from the equation. They, they take the male character out of the show. So you, and that's pretty on purpose. In something like, um... What's it called? It's something like any of the cute girls doing cute things shows. Uh, they purposely remove the guys because you don't want to focus on the guys. And in Idol, Mas in Idol Master shows or Love Live shows, they make the guys these like faceless producers that the girls just answer to. They, generally speaking, aren't characters. Because you're not there to watch, like, the dude producer. You're there to, like, watch cute girls do cute things. Or sing cute songs and put on dance numbers. And there's nothing wrong with that. But in a show like Queen's Blade... That show... Feels... Like there's just women in it. And... That sounds odd... And I know I'm splitting fucking hair, and it's all gross, and, like, it's all sexist, creepy, male gaze bullshit. But, functionally, the thing, there's a different way that your brain will treat the show if there's male characters in it, versus if there's only female characters in it. So... What I mean by, to look at that, I want to look at something like, um, Mach and K, which is good, which is probably the best other example of this, other than Ikitosin. In Mach and K, I've seen a fair amount of that show, 
God knows why, there are male characters. And actually, let's, let's, let's just flip it entirely, entirely into, like, entirely into the actually almost hentai range. And actually, I'm going to talk about interspecies reviewers here for a second. The way interspecies reviewers gets around it is all parties in that show are completely willing. That show is about fucking. So, it feels less weird when they, like, everything's all up the girl's ass and, like, straight through her nipples and weird. But in something like, let's say, Green Green, if you've ever seen Green Green, I was 14 once, I watched a lot of Green Green, I watched all of Green Green, that thing's only, like, six episodes. Green Green feels different than something like, um, Interspecies Reviewers, because, because Green Green is about guys perving on unwilling women. Um, there are tons of shows that are similar to this, actually. But, um, and feel, like, with rare exception in Green Green, you you feel uncomfortable for the female character if you have half an emotional, like, you have half an empathy brain cell. You just feel uncomfortable for them. It's not hot, it's not cute, it's not sexy, it's generally not funny, it just feels uncomfy. But in something like, um, Queen's Blade, you don't, it's a different kind of treatment of the same thing because they've removed the in-world, because they've removed, for the most part, the in-world male gaze. They've just done away with it. So you are the nebulous camera watching this stuff and the characters don't seem aware that they are being ogled. Maybe with the exception of the masochistic insane nun. But what that means functionally for the show is that it, at no point does the show itself introduce this like creepy, slimy feeling that can happen. Um, a show that does a really egregious job of this is um, Icon, Icon Club. If you've ever heard of Icon Club, you are a depraved nightmare person. Just like me. And Icon Club has this character that is like dripping in just gross assholeness. And combine that with the character designs and like the over enthusiastic club leader who has like tits out, tits that are like shelf, that are like continental shelves off her chest and then droop down to almost to her knees and she's like full adult size. I That show makes you feel bad for the male character. The male character just trying to be respectful of women and he gets pushed into all this bullshit and he's like, I want to do this, but okay. And Koken has that same quality, actually, in, um, to bring it back to, uh, what's it called? Ikitosin. 
but because they don't do the because a they don't do the the male gaze is never called out in the show but there are still tons of male characters and the reason why I brought up Mock and K is because Mock and K has a similar problem. It, you know it's there. You know that it's there. They're just not showing you. And so the creepiness is still there. It's like you're not, you're not like, ooh, yeah, tits. You're like, oh, put some clothes on, lady. The entire school is here. What the fuck? And it just... That on top of the feeling that the whole crisis for this show is manufactured makes me want to see Ikitosin function more like something like um, another uh, another show with a... um, titty action show, let's call it bend, not entirely, but a titty action show inclination, and that is, uh, what's it called? Um, that is Tenjo Tenge, and Tenjo Tenge, the ton, and the other thing, the one of the other reasons why Ikitosin doesn't stand out all that much is because Ikitosin is just another in a long line of high school tournament arc battle anime. I mean, there's one coming out right now. It it's a staple of anime of the anime universe. I th- we have God of High School coming out now. It, Ikitosin at times is very similar to God of High School. And Superpowers included, <laughs> but the reason why I say I want want to see it function, be functionally more like, and behaviorally more like, um, Tenjo Tenge is because Tenjo Tenjo Tenge was straight up created by a former hentai off hentai manga author. It was created by Oh Great. Oh Great made something called Silky Whip. And if you've ever read Silky Whip, it reads less like a porn and more like something that had to be porn in order to be produced. Other something like Mezzo Forte, where if you took the porn scenes, the sex scenes out of either of those things, they are actual functioning story. I'm not saying they're good, but they're a functioning story. And Tenjo Tenge has the, like, sexual lewdness, but it also has female characters with agency who at times take that sexual energy by the reins and control it themselves. In Ikitosin, and also shows like Mocking, like, Mocking K, or Mocking Key, probably, it... It never quite feels like those characters are are controlling their own the perception of them. So you have these like 
badass chick like Sansaku, like Ryomu, who is the, like, Ryomu feels like post, like the post-Evangelion world just slow dripped into a beaker and then like shooken and like give it just a hint of Tabasco, just like make it different, a tiny dab of Tabasco, like needle prick of Tabasco in it to make it different. The reason why I say that is Shimi is Ryomu Shimi is the is the, like, fetish character of this show. Everybody else is in a high school uniform in most of this show. Ryomu is just in a maid outfit with handcuffs on for most of this fucking show. And it... <laughs> and she wears an iPad. She is Rei Ayanami, what fights people sometimes. And... That's another, like, that's another knock against this show for being, for having a, like, original voice in the space, even if it is the thing that gave us exploding clothes. Because the show has a very referential character that people look at and they're like, that's a Rei Ayanami character. That's a, that's a um, Kuderi. We're here now. We know what's happening. That's what kind of show this is. We're looking for an Asuka. Green hair, okay. But red blazer, huge tits. You're the Asuka. Hello. And, which is, a, that's a real character description, by the way. But... I was thinking about doing a different thing for this episode, but when I felt, when I, like, my mind sometimes rests on a certain property, and, like, if I look at it in my head enough, I'm like, no, I should really do that. Like, that, that's, that's the thing. And the reason why I rested on Ikitosin for long, that long was because... I I think there are pieces of great ideas in Ikitosin. I even think the like exploding clothes could have been done in a way that was like jubilant and fun and like wild. But I don't I think I want something that, like I said before, functions more like Tenjo Tenge than Makin K. Because the thing about shows like, and that you, there used to be a lot more of them than there are. Um, but the things like about shows that are supposed to be saucy is. They have to have the right mix, and this show is missing that second element, that element that's supposed to, like, 
bring it into full fetish territory. Because if you look at something like um, Icon Club, for example, the guy may be, there may be a guy involved, but they focus on the female character. So they like hit that fetish point they're trying to hit. This show is just like, do you like watching topless fist fights between two women? Both of whom are underage, so this is not, so like, this immediately feels odd. It, it, it feels like, Ikitosin, particularly now, feels like it's godfathered in, but it's not necessarily a show for anybody. And I could be wrong, this, this episode could blow up. This episode could do more numbers than my Black Clover episode, which I love that over a thousand people are just like, press play and just listen to me shit on Black Clover for an entire hour. Um, and then I got, I got out of 106, I'm never going back, I hope. <laughs> but it's just... I just want a better show out of Yuki Tosin because I think I think the pieces are there to make a better show and you can you can do this like sexy lurid thing you're, that it's doing but do it better and do it so it doesn't feel like it's just being ignored by most of the universe that like this girl just punched this other girl into the ground, and and now neither of them have shirts on. I, because that that's how it goes. It's not just like the person getting hit through a cliff loses their clothes. That would make sense. The person who did the hitting, like, what's that? So, if you ever seen Valkyrie Drive Mermaid, which surprisingly enough, that it genuinely. Saddens me that we didn't get a, the like promised second season of that show, but um, the character named Zero Degree, what's her face, the um, assistant to the king, assistant to like the king of that island. The way she fights when like she kicks so hard that she explodes, that she causes runs in her leggings. That's kind of the way that everybody in Ikitosin fights. Like, just their clothes just explode as a matter of just, like, them putting putting fist in face of another character. And it, it's one of those things where, like, I happened upon Ikitosin, I'm like, I'll try this. And then I, I, I tried it, didn't make it very far the first time. Tried it again, didn't make it very far the second time, and I'm just like, I really, I really should watch this show because it's such an infamous, weird, big thing. Maybe there's something good in there somehow. People seem to like it enough for this many seasons to be produced, but I never really, I never find much in it, and I I find myself not enjoying it. In and shows like Queen's Blade, and shows like even a show like I mentioned earlier, Upat, the sheer spectacle of like their willingness to go 
just over the line kind of makes it work. Ikitosin doesn't feel like it's going over the line in a willing enough way and in a committed enough way to work. Whereas something like Upat is like, all these girls are also semi-automatic weapons and they also all have to wear bikinis. It's... You're just like... I, that is a very simple compound sentence of a description. What the fuck? And then you watch this thing and you just continue to sink to the entirety of Upat. What the fuck? In Ikitosin, the thing is, is that it's so convoluted and all the characters fight for fucking reasons you don't give a shit about as a viewer that you start thinking what the fuck and then you're just like, can we can we be done with this? Can we all put our put our broad back on and go home? <laughs> and uh, it, uh, a show seeking to titillate you in some way, seeking to be like a male gazy kind of show, should never bore you. It should continue to find weird ass ways to like up the ante. That's something that, that's the thing that, um, things like Air Gear and things like, uh, things like Oh Great Shows in general, but, th but Air Gear and Tenjo Tenge both do that with the character designs and with the, like, illicit teenage sex bullshit and with all of it. But the, and things like Ma the reason why things like mocking K, why they are loved, uh, are, are limited in their appeal, is because you've got to really love that particular formula that they're throwing at you. And mocking K uses, does a lot more with superpowers than something like Ikitosin does. And that gives them more room to run. But Ikitosin, after the third, like, Dragon Ball Z power struggle without the energy beams, but with 19 times more tits, it, it just gets boring. And you stop caring. Because they don't ask you to care. They ask you to care about things that then they have to explain constantly. And it, between the exposition dumps and the fact that somehow they're like, they get you as a human being to be like, okay, put your tits away, lady, uh, at the screen. Be, not because you're being, you're being like reasonable or you're like you're tired, but because you are literally tired of it happening. It just gets, it gets, like, hopeless feeling. And because they have, like, 19 properties to this thing, from 2000, I mean, the properties extend from 2003, from 2000, like, from the year 2000 to 2019 so far. That's a huge chunk of, of media 
and media space occupied by this thing. Uh, it's bound to have some bloat, but I think Ikitosin has way more bloat than it really should have. It Because and I've been thinking about doing, about writing this panel for a while, but I've got another year because anime conventions are fucked right now. Thank you, COVID. But one of the advantages of being a big, long-running shonen show is that it forces world-building. What I mean by forces world-building is you look at Naruto, for example. Naruto is actually a perfect example because Dragon Ball Z functions differently. It had some of the same things going for it, but functions in a much more... Um, with a tighter lens. It's more about character than place. But in Naruto, because they wanted to hit certain points and they wanted to get to the fourth ninja war, and, but they also need to spend so much time in that world, they built that world up so much. You know so much about the political geopolitical, local government, everything about Naruto, that it, it's a weight in this behemoth thing that is that show, but it's genuinely interesting. Like, if, if you want to know, you know, a, about the lineage of the Raikage, you can go find that out very easily. If you want to know the lineage of the Mizukage, you can go find that out. And what that allowed that show to do is when they wanted to turn it into Boruto, which they just turned Naruto into Boruto, that's all that happened there. It's no great feat. It becomes this different thing because they've applied over, a, like, over a decade's worth Oh, probably over, oh, at the very least years, the very most decades of time to building up the universe of Naruto, to building up the, like, world, the, like, world fiction Bible of Naruto, so, so much so that you can take other characters, you can take younger characters, and you can slot, and it, this is a genuinely cool trick that Boruto gets to gets to do that nothing else out there gets to do, even though Boruto is supposed to be kind of a useless show by by most anime fans' account. But the thing about Boruto and the thing about long-running shonen shows that do it well is when you get to the end of the show, when when, when you want to add a new character, you can slot those characters into the show, into an already big functioning machine of a universe, and the universe, and you can, the universe can, de can interact with them in really interesting ways. For example, in Boruto, when Kakashi basically says, okay, you guys gotta catch me, and Boruto goes after him, you know no one's going to catch Kakashi. Like, in your brain, you know it. Because you've always fucking known it. <laughs> no one catches goddamn Kakashi. 
And I, but the kids don't know that. So you, as a viewer who has watched Naruto, or now and I know this is very different for kids who did not grow up with Naruto. I understand that, but I suspect you are not the li my primary listener audience. You are watching this this, this feeble attempt on this on basically a god ninja. <laughs> And it becomes genuinely kind of joyful and fun. It, Ikitosin doesn't do any of that. It establishes these relationships and the characters remember each other, but it's only useful as far as, like, forming alliances and forming, like, momentary, like, No! Sonsaku, watch out! He's got a knife! And it... The show, the whole show feels more shallow than it should. And especially with the, like, big, overly complex backing storyline, that backing of a storyline that it has, I just end up not caring. And I get the sneaking suspicion that lots of other people end up not caring either because there's just so much of it. And they explore... What feels like so little of its, of its version of Tokyo or any of that, uh, I just like, I, I I fall out of interest pretty quickly with it. Uh, on that note, however, if you like this show, if you like this episode, you can subscribe to the podcast in whatever you're using to listen to me right now. If you like the show, please, I encourage you to give me a five-star review on whatever you're listening to. If that's iTunes, then I doubly love you. But if that's something else, it helps. Everything helps. But next time, next time on the Sunday edition, we'll be talking about, or I'll be talking about what I'm going to call comedy dubs, and you'll have to wait to find out what that is until Sunday. But in the meantime, you can maybe pop over to the Redbubble link in the description of this episode to snag yourself some cool stickers, since I'm, once again, very proud of them. But until Sunday, I've been Alex, you've been listening to Lunchbox Radio, and I'll talk to you on Sunday. <laughs>